Kirsten. That was a pretty song. What? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It's something that Sheldon brought my attention to that I tend to do. No, I don't want to sit. Thank you. All right. So, wow. I have no idea what I'm doing. Test, test, test. <laughs> <laughs> Today on the Geek Out Podcast, Nintendo announces. <laughs> announces. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, Nintendo announces the Switch Lite. Game of Thrones has nabbed 32 Emmy nominations. The next 007 will be a woman. And we're going to talk Stranger Things and try to phone Murray Bauman. Really? Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's a Geek Out Podcast, episode 42. We record this on July 17th, 2019. I'm Webmeister Buds, resident geek and host of Buds Weekly Geek Out, Wednesdays uh, at 7.20 with Dylan and Jason in the morning zone. And I don't know what to do now because normally Brian would take over, but Brian is not here this week. So then normally Paul would say a Wait, thing Wait, the one day Brian. that Brian doesn't show up is today? He showed up like every day this week. Yeah, I know, exactly. And he's been off this week. Well done, Brian. Way to not take proper time off. And yeah, Paul is uh, currently petting kittens, and he will be back in a moment. So let's find out about Caleb. Hey, how are you doing? My name's Caleb. I'm a co-host of Between the Stammers, the Canucks podcast with Art Aronson. But I also like nerdy stuff, so that's why I'm here. Thank you for joining us, Caleb. We love you, Caleb. Thank you. Art. Art Aronson, reporter for The Q in the Zone, also on Between the Stammers. Kristen. I'm Kirsten James. I'm not on Between the Stammers. I'm only on this podcast. You should and be on the Between weekend the zone. Yeah. On the weekends, on the zone. Thank you. And in the geeky department, which Thank is great. You. So I, I heard a little bit of smack talk uh, about, you know, too much news before we get into the good stuff. <laughs> well, all I said was, why don't we start with our strong stuff first? Let's talk Stranger Things. You don't want to bury the lead, right? No, that's... no, that's a fine that's a fine plan. <laughs> that's a newsroom thing. Sorry, because guys. I am starving, haven't had lunch, and I have I am the only person I think in here who has not watched Stranger Things, so I'm gonna put my headphones down, go out and eat lunch, you just give me a yell through the window when you're ready, and well, I'll Now I feel bad. No, no, that's fine, because I gotta eat lunch. Okay, Chasing bye, Stranger you Things. Stranger Your lunch looks very good, by the way. Uh, cheers, we don't need my lunch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bye. I was, I was kind of pervenant a little bit <laughs> when, uh, when I saw it in the lunchroom. What is it? I want it. Is that the macaroni and... Yes. Yeah, it looks good. Right? Damn. All gooey? <laughs> all right. Speaking of gooey, have you guys uh, both seen all of Stranger Things then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you finished it. Crunch. Tell yeah. me you finished Crushed it. it. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're finished. I was going to say crunched it. Crunched it? Crunched it, it kind of sounds like you're going to the bathroom. Crushed it. <sighs> Crushed it. How long did it take you to watch it? Eight hours. <laughs> In a row. <laughs> Well, it's eight hours long, so... <laughs> Damn it, Kirsten! <laughs> like, That's over two days? No, or is, yeah, eight hours. Um, well, okay, what do you guys think, then? Okay, first of all, can we, like, let's, let's, let's not bury the lead. Let's go right to the end. Hello, everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. And Hopper. Oh, spoilers, by the way. Spoilers! Hopper dying. He's not dead. You don't think he's dead? You think, like, in that mid credit scene, you think he's the American? Yeah. yeah, that's. I, don't I know, do. Man. How? But like, how would he have survived that? Like, everything he's, was annihilated. No, he got sucked into the upside down. Oh, you think that's what happened? Oh yeah, hundred okay. percent. I just, he was on the other side of that machine, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
if they didn't fucking sing the never ending story song, he would still be here. <laughs> fucking <laughs> worst worst part of that whole season, in my opinion, by the way. I liked it. The never ending story song. I liked it because at the beginning, I cringed, man. I at the beginning, it. like the first line, I was like, they're singing the fucking never ending story oh. song. It went on just like a little bit too long. It was long too long. Yeah. Well, yeah. that kid, his background is in Broadway, too. Yeah. He was in like Les Mis, so he's a singer and he sings great. And I don't know. I, I don't know if they just like ham hocked it in there because he was like, I'd like to sing something. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I thought it was sweet. but And it was also kind of an interesting like reprieve in this really intense episode where, you know, they're they're battling in Starcrower Mall. They've got the, the mind flare that all this intense shit is happening. The Russians are flipping cars. And then just this like kind of breather scene with them singing it over the intercom and everyone can hear it. I I liked it. Well, who would have thought he had a girlfriend too? Like the whole time, everybody's like, nah, you don't have a girlfriend. You don't have a girlfriend. And he's like, oh yeah, she's hotter than Phoebe Cates. <laughs> like all that stuff. Just like totally awesome 80s references this entire season. Mm-hmm. I love how we got Russians and everything. So like I like the reveal. I just like, I just had a hard time with the song. Yeah. Okay. And I mean like it's. That's just me being like, oh, yeah, I don't, just, uh, I don't well, the one wussy song. But <laughs> I, the never-ending story is not a wussy movie. That is, just, like, the source of everyone's 80s childhood No, I, I, and I totally agree. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. There's something about it that I, maybe it just went on too long for me or whatever. Maybe I'm just being a party pooper. But, like, I was kind of embarrassed watching it while also, like, rolling my eyes and smiling, just being like, oh, God. It just went on a little bit yeah. too long. Yeah, I had I no problem it. with him doing it. But, yes, it was cringeworthy and it went on for. And good, because like, of that, months. Hopper is dead or vaporized or in the upside down. I don't know what's happened to him. But, yeah, going back, the 80s, the, the beginning, that fucking reveal that it was the Russians was so well done yeah, because sick. you see them trying to break in to the upside down, trying to reopen the portal. And I was sitting there being like, what the fuck? Like I was like, you are. And I was like, how many strange things? <laughs> like why you guys know that you don't want to open this portal. And, and of course there's no dialogue. Yeah. And that moment when someone says something in Russian, you're just like, whoa, it was so good. Everything about that, man, like they recreated that room in Hawkins, Indiana, like that lab. Like it looked, it looked like that lab when you watched it Mm -hmm. and it was such like a swerve to Mm -hmm. realize it was like Russians. It was so, it it drew me in. Nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was rad. Uh, Overall, I loved the season, even though I had a lot of, you know apprehensions going in Mm -hmm. like i said how many strange things can happen in the little town of hawkins uh the kids growing older you guys cool with the the way they did that yeah i thought they nailed it yeah i like that they were talking about stranger things hi paul Paul and i host that afternoon zone hi Hi, everyone hey you're joining us yeah i'm in the house good to see you move these feet please Good lord. Kid, yeah, I don't mind. This. Stop getting in the way of cords. You man. get can cords? Paul Placino walking in like he owns the place. Sorry. Yeah. I, I don't mind the kids getting older because they did the time jump, right? They were like two years later or whatever yeah. they did. So, yeah. like, it made sense that they looked older and more awkward, and Will's hair was the worst fucking bowl oh, cut it's ever. Such a bad haircut. Did you hear it? Apparently, for some reason, the actor cut his hair before they started filming. Oh, really? So, the, the like, w- makeup lady was like, Fuck you, kid, and yeah. cut her own hair, and it's her hair that is his wig. <laughs> but like, that's why it looks so bad. It's a fucking wig. But oh, like, okay. I yeah. Anyway, I have a few nitpicks about that season. But on, he's are we doing? Them. He's doing a nitpick. Are we doing? Are you into spoilies? Like till the we're end of the already, season? Yeah, we're already spoilies. Yeah. Like I, okay. I went right to the end with Hopper dying. So I, what the hell? 
Rebecca! I'm not done it! Oh. Oh, for fuck. Why are you in here? Get out of here. <laughs> what yeah, beat it. What? What a nitwit. Oh. Holy heck. <laughs> <laughs> That's embarrassing right there. That's classic Blastino. Uh, and you know what? He deserved no. that. You know what? He probably already knows. No, he probably no. read he probably no. looked everything. it up. That's like the biggest spoiler. Okay. Probably well. looked it up and then read some Bye, opinions Paul. and then uh, is just going to parrot them. Oh, sorry, Paul. <laughs> well, the nitpicks again about Will. Right Will, oh, Paul's right? Paul's a good guy. Yeah, so. Will. I feel like he doesn't have a place. No, he felt really out of place yeah. this season. Oh, no, that's the point. The point is, is like he's still holding on to like that childlike wonderment, and one mm-hmm. of these guys in that group hasn't matured like the rest of everybody else, right? No, I so agree with that. But he doesn't bring anything else other than it. that. No, I think it brings a good point of view of to like losing that like childlike wonder, like that whole mm-hmm. that whole a part of him like packing up his D and D and all his games mm-hmm. and everything like that. That got me, man. When he was like the wizard, and no one wanted right? to play because the girls, oh, yeah. But that then, happens, okay, man. But I then, can identify with that. So that that moment, though, in um, Stranger Things, when uh, Will is they're they're in a fight, and he said, "It's not my fault you don't like girls." Yeah. Do you think like he's gay and like that's? No, I don't or think do you so. Think I he think he doesn't just, hasn't matured. And yeah, like it's, girls. I think it's a maturity thing, and it's, he's just cutting into him because he's like. Because I took it that he, he was doesn't gay have a girlfriend. Or those There's a quote choice. from the actor saying, "It's up to the audience to yeah. decide oh, okay, whether he's yeah. gay or not." Oh, because I thought yeah. I was like, because the way the shock that. It was almost like, oh, you know, too. Don't don't like forget, that's... though, like, this is a kid who's had, like, probably the most trauma on the show, yeah. right? So he is a little shell-shocked, and he's always been, like, you know, he hasn't really had a father figure in his life either, for the most part. And he's just, like, a little more stunted than some of the other kids that, you know, are growing up in, like, more secure families and everything, mm-hmm, right? So enough. for this kid to feel this way, I think a lot of people can identify with that. Yeah. You know, I I thought they handled it really, really well. I it was some of the best like emotional storytelling mm. of the season for me. I felt I felt he was at a place like I see um I see that perspective of him not growing up, but I just I felt like because the first season he's barely in it because they're trying to save him. Yeah. The second season he's also kind of not really in it because he's again they're trying to save him. So this third season He's not in the Upside Down. They're not trying to save him. And I think they were just trying to find a place for his character. And I guess that place was the kind of outcast. Yeah, he's kind of the outcast. He's kind of broken down with his friends now. And then he's got, like, he still has that trauma from even dealing with, like, the Mind Flayer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he saw him. He knows what it feels like. And the only person that he can kind of identify with is Eleven. He's but they the don't really know go. each other. Right, and I think we're going to see more of that moving forward. Okay. I liked, I liked the like teen drama, like the keep the door open three inches, yeah. like all that shit. It, it was just it, this season was fucking delightful. I think it was so well done. I almost maybe like it better than the first season. Um, and that Hopper, yeah, that whole keep the door open that really fat pays Hopper. off at the and Fat Hopper is great. Yeah. I love the line. You you reminds you of a fat Rambo or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. God, that was a great line. I, I didn't love Hopper this season, though. Like, I found, like, he was really contrary and, like, really, like, extra grumpy and extra, like, I like I don't know. I think we felt very entitled to that date with, uh, what's her face? Oh, yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Byers. Mrs. Like, yeah. it was, I just felt like he was really kind of aggressively angry. So, while I was sad that he died and he was one of my favorite characters in the first two, um, his character arc in this in this third one was just a bit... A, a bit weird, but I love that fucking moment in uh, the uh, episode where the the Russian guy tries to get away, 
um, yeah. what what's his name, Alexi? Alexi. And he fucking was right, and I was like, oh, it was like a great moment, like Hopper being right that he's not going to run away. Like, I think that's kind of the turn for Hopper's character, like throughout the yes, whole season, yes, right? Yes, one hundred percent. But like, um, yeah, because he he is a bit of an asshole in mm-hmm. like the first part of the season. But I think like Stranger Things has done a really good job kind of telling you his story too, right? Yeah. Like he's another guy who's experienced like loss of like a wife and a kid Mm -hmm. and now he's he's trying to be a father here yeah he's trying to be a father he's in the woods he doesn't want to let her out (laughs) 11 out because like like she has powers and she has vaguely described powers and he wants to he wants to kind of protect her from herself and now she's like an adolescent teenager and now he has to deal with her emotions and you can tell there's like a bit of bitterness there because he also wants to live his life and kind of move on and this is like stopping him from doing that 100%. Uh, another thing I really loved about this sh- this season was Steve. I think Steve. Oh, so I think good. he's like the be- he's Those one of the best characters. Eyelashes, like, yeah. are they putting mascara on that kid? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Steve the hair, whatever they're called. Steve yeah. the hair, Harrington. Yeah, yeah. I no, think him and Dustin. And I loved. Yeah, that was a great pair, and that was an interesting thing about this season because they really broke up the pairings like him and Dustin were you know buddies after season two but they paired them together they uh paired uh, 11 together with uh um the other Max, chicks Max, Max thank yeah. you like yeah. they 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 split the group up in really interesting ways mm-hmm. and so we still had all the characters that we loved but with different people yeah so, yeah I love that but every time every time like they weren't on screen Dustin and Steve I was like can we go back to what they're doing <laughs> and I love that little the- girl was so good. I couldn't stand her. Oh, really? <laughs> I couldn't stand her, man. I thought she was the Jar Jar Binks of this show. <laughs> Everything that came out of her mouth felt forced. I think she's a horrible child actor. Oh, I thought she was so great. Like, That's funny. It was just like the lines felt forced. And like every other kid on that show, I thought, has been cast perfectly. Mm-hmm. And they can deliver their lines with like great aplomb. Those lines to me felt unnatural for her to be oh, saying. Oh, interesting! I, and I like. I was I, just like, totally this the opposite. Is, this is horrible. Free ice cream for oh. life. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I you know what though? Like, as far as storylines were concerned, um, yeah, by far and away, like Dustin and Steve's storyline was the greatest. Mm-hmm. And, and I like Robin too. Robin I liked Robin. Yeah. What an addition. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah she was and great. And like her, like constantly making fun of Steve mm-hmm. for like, uh, you know, like, oh, you're. L- little weird friends are here that are like still kids yeah right your children are yeah your children are here yeah like all that stuff was great the fact that they're dressed up in sailor outfits was apparently that was his idea he he went to the casting and or the costumes and was like okay we need to be in sailor outfits this entire time if you have you ever seen uh joe keery who who plays steve and gate mazaro who's who plays dustin in like interviews together Mm -hmm. they have like a chemistry like it's just a natural kind of chemistry that just works between them and and you can just tell like on screen i wonder if that's why they they paired them together because they knew that but yeah they were delightful but his and his whole arc over three seasons Mm -hmm. now steve from like you hated this uppity prick to where he is now like yeah how his you know how he's discovered himself working you know working for three dollars an hour whatever it was dude when he kicks that russian's ass finally and then like he's like dude you want to fight? <laughs> he just kind of realizes that's like one of the best parts of the season. It's good. Uh, yeah, you're right with all the with all the themes of the 80s too, with the Cold mm-hmm. War, the so Russians. many nods. Just, 
Yeah, they walked really to the good. grocery store like I wanted them to do. Yeah, I talked about that last week. I was like, all I want to fucking do is have you guys walk through a grocery store aisle so I can look at all the old shit. And they yeah. did There's it. Tons of it. And it was yeah. so good. Like I loved it. I I don't know why I love all those like old Dorito bags and stuff. And they they just had nods to everything. They had a Die Hard nod in there, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> they had that Terminator nod in there with that bad guy who was like on the motorcycle. It, the oh, woods, he looked like right? Arnie too. And they did say they like yeah. made a joke about it at some point. But and then they had like another Indiana Jones like heads up with that door closing where they stuck. The, oh, I, oh, right, where the the the, yeah. the slime stuff. The slime stuff. And um, the, they had a, yeah. another Star Wars one. Um, yeah. I forget which. Uh, oh, the Ewoks. And, and then I had to look that up though because I was and like, Back ah, to the Future was like was, everywhere. But that was a fucking mistake. Because Why? Back to the Future was released on August fifth, nineteen eighty five, and that movie took place on July the fourth. Yeah. Oh, I know, and oh. and I just nice catch, I you only, gotta get it in. There. I only know that because it because Back to the Future was released a week before I was born. So that it's not like it was like a weird like pedantic thing that I was like fuck you. It's just like I actually knew that fact. Maybe it, it was so a pre screening. Like, <laughs> the city of Hawkins <laughs> <laughs> pre screen Star Starcourt Mall. Strange yeah. things happen. Oh, by the way, Starcourt Mall. <laughs> that's like a great setting. Like, yeah. The like, mall it was, was well like done. Yeah. I liked it. A yep. character in oh. and of itself, too. Like, it looked like the Mall of America. It like, was, yeah, it was in amazing. Minnesota, like, the way it was put together. And, uh, just great. Carrie Elway's randomly showed yeah. up. Yeah. So good. Yeah, it's the, the mayor. mayor. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's his mm-hmm. name. Okay. Yeah, he's good. He's so good at playing a slime ball, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I love that. I, I, I love that reveal that that, that was, uh, Carrie Elway's. And I also liked how, and it, it's, it's done this every season, but, uh, Netflix and, uh, Stranger Things, they like they run that line of creepiness, and this one was a little bit like there was some pretty gross scenes in there that you could say maybe it's like past PG thirteen. Well, it's also more violent. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. this one was like, pretty violent, machine gunning and yeah. mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. And some of those fights, like those were well choreographed fights yeah. between yeah. Hopper and the Russian dude. So yeah. I think they ran that line quite nice. That still, you know, younger kids could watch it. Mm-hmm. I I really like how they've expanded this show season on season. Like, um, you know, towards the end there, when we got that Russian reveal, we saw, like, another one of the, uh, not the Mind Flare, but what was that little thing called? Oh, yeah, I don't remember. I I forget the name of it, but we saw that. Now we've moved on to to find out that there's more of these gates um, in the world as well. And we don't, we still don't know a lot of the effects of the Upside Down. Like, we don't know if it's, like, an inter dimensional way to travel but like you know there's that intrigue now that american being in mm-hmm. the russian jail cell it's just it just seems like it's opened up more so where like you know like nobody knew at the beginning of stranger things how many seasons it was going to last or yeah. anything like that but it's so good that this this story is continuing and still has the potential yeah. to get bigger without you know shooting and, itself in the foot and that's why i thought it was kind of weird that uh, winona Ryder's character um, like the buyers decided to leave, yeah. Because, like, I guess maybe they don't have you know the insight that we do that it's this big thing, but it's bigger than Hawkins yeah. now. And I thought like she would she would know that, and just to leave and to uproot her kids and take eleven with her. Like, I guess it makes sense that she takes eleven. But isn't that part of growing up though? Too well, that's having to move. That goes back to the right? the uh, to me that goes back to Will's story, yeah. which I like. Oh, okay. I did like how. You know, he is growing up. He is leaving his friends. He is saying goodbye to that adolescence and mm. becoming a teenager. And it's kind of a harder knock for him. I felt like he took the hardest knocks out of any kid this season as far as growing up 
and learning to say goodbye to all that stuff, right? <laughs> and that's why I thought that, that that scene of him leaving the town was pretty emotional, you know? I, I think it's going to be good. Hopper's coming back with powers, calling it right now. Oh, with powers. Yeah, Interesting. Eleven's not going to have any powers, and he's going to, yeah. I think Eleven still has powers. Think so? Yeah. Well, we always like she always does these big things and then exhausts herself and then she yeah. develops them. I think it's just hard on her. We, like nobody still explained the, the, the bloody nose, right? Like we still don't know what that uh, that's all about. But we do know that every time she does use her powers, it it affects her, like it tires her out. Mm-hmm. Well, are we done? Should we get Bud I back guess in here? So. <laughs> Did I yell at? Well, them? okay. Hopper's dead. Final final uh, question. Season three, best season of Stranger Things. Yeah, so far? I think so. I think it was my favorite season. I think I like them all the same. I loved the first, the second, and the third. King on the fence over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I'm with you, Kristen. I think it's. Uh, I think it's the best season so far. Yeah. I um, think that final episode, though, like that action scene, was everything. Pretty the incredible. new characters, new characters yeah. were great. The stories were great. The tie-ins yeah. with the '80s, like I love fucking Russians. Alexi was just a gorgeous, wonderful, yeah. yeah, like addition. I just, I just loved his character and I was very upset when he got shot. They're, they're obviously having a Comic-Con panel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be one to watch. So I'm excited. Like when they announced season three was coming out, I was not super hype. I was like, well, I'll watch it. Netflix, whatever. But I was yeah. not super hyped for it coming out. Dude, I was about to cancel my Netflix and then season three of this dropped and then we get Mindhunter next season. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, fuck. Oh, you wow. can't anymore. That's what yeah. they're doing, right? They don't want you to cancel like, it. And, I mean, perfect timing because, in my opinion, those are, like, two of the best shows on, on Netflix. Hi, bud. Hey, everybody's hey, back. You missed my spoiler that I told Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, Paul already know I missed the spoiler it. because, boy, he was some angry when he well, came he out. Well, he said, of, he's like, he's oh. still mad. Well, you can listen to it. But basically, he came in, he's like, so are we already on to spoilers? And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, this is the thing I already oh, said. No. <laughs> and then we buried you after saying you probably read it on the internet anyway. <laughs> I only do that with very scary things. <laughs> very spooky things. Anyway, spooky I'm things sorry. I'm spooked by. I'm sorry. All right. Well, thanks for a, a good, uh, what I'm sure is an amazing uh, Stranger Things uh, spoilery <laughs> chat. Sure Where that. are you in uh, Stranger Things? Though? I'm like four episodes in or something. But you want to know what? I, I saw like a hint online about that thing. I know the hint that you're talking about because I also saw it, so when it happened, I was like, oh, if I had known, that would have been a spoiler. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Sorry. So, can we return to our formatics now? <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. What we normally do. This week on Bugs Weekly Geek Out, I talked about a lot of things because there was a lot of things that happened. Uh, this, this week, like I guess right now, the JFK Moonshot Augmented Reality app, which I first talked about a few weeks ago, it's it's fully functional and live, and so now you can watch the rocket take off, and you can track its progress in 50 years ago real time. So that has that app is now fully bloomed. After a years-long fight, uh, Amazon and Google are playing nice again. I guess, uh, what happened first? Amazon pulled the Chromecast off of the Amazon store, and then Google pulled the YouTube app, app off of Fire TV, and then everybody's like... <laughs> But they're back for the most part. And uh, also, new thing is you can use your mobile app for um, Prime Video and Chromecast oh. to your television. It is fantastic. I watched more Good Omens, even though I've seen it, uh, just just because I wanted to see it on the big on my not on my computer. It was great. Was it good? Oh, Good Omens. Yeah. Eight out of ten would recommend. Okay. Eight and a half out of ten would recommend. It's just it, I think there's a great chemistry between the between the two leads. Yeah. Uh, Instagram has a bunch of new 
anti-bullying policies and systems that have come in. Uh, Dr. Mario World. Uh, dang, Paul just left. Uh, Dr. Mario World Let's dropped for um, for mobile. Um, and I like I like Dr. Mario World. It's fun. It's newer. It's updated. Things fall up instead of down. It's weird. Ooh. Cool. And finally, the Nintendo Switch Lite was announced. And in between here and there, um, the, what happened? New Joy-Con colors were unveiled. And then not quite the Switch Pro, but a hardware update to the existing Switch with a longer battery life was introduced. Yeah, how, what do you think about that? Because, like, I mean, the only thing that they've really been saying about the, the, uh, the new Switch is that the... Um they're like serial numbers are going to be different. They're going to start with like a different serial number. Oh yeah, and the box, think? the box art will yeah. be different. Like this is still the switch. Do you think the they're going to sell that at the same price that they're selling the switch? And then apparently just try and it blow will those be other ones out. Yeah, apparently it absolutely will be. They're okay. just yeah. All they've done is is a hardware upgrade. This is not oh, okay. what I would say the rumored Switch Pro is. Yeah, it's you know, nine hours of battery battery life now. Yeah, oh, yeah, be- between like four and nine based yeah. on based on what you so do. So it's obviously. like when iPhones do like their SE edition. Yes, precisely. Except the Nintendo's not bothering with calling it anything different because mm-hmm. it is still the switch it's just that the early adopters have a you know a lower lower battery capacity one and the newer people have a you know so basically you look for the switch on the uh, in, in the box artwork the background is white on the original and on the newer battery improved version the background is red <laughs> that's it um switch light pokemon right yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah, really. there's going to be a special edition Pokemon yeah. Sword and Shield on November eighth when uh, that game drops, and so this is a sort of a lighter gray with uh, the Pokemon in line art on the back. Looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty cool. And yeah, I believe this is to finally phase out the the DS, two DS, three DS, three DS XL, DSi line of handhelds, which Nintendo, I firmly believe, you know, crushed handheld uh, gaming yeah. with. But that time is over. We're into a new thing. And hopefully, hopefully this will mean the beginning of signing into your Nintendo account agnostic of whatever device. Because the way it is now, Nintendo accounts are locked to that one piece of hardware. But if you're getting a Switch Lite for your kid, they're, you're going to have to buy all the games that they love on the, on the parents' system for the kids' thing. So this only makes sense that one w- that they would be finally, and there's been a hint from Doug Bowser, the uh, new president of <laughs> Nintendo America, that hopefully uh, you know, universal accounts will be, will be coming. But no, uh, no other system does that. A universal account? Like, that would be huge. It, it would be, yeah. But I think the, the, the key is with Nintendo and with the Switch is its portability, especially with the Switch Lite. That's its main thing because you can't pump, punch it into your TV. So I think that uh, being able to do that would certainly put Nintendo again out in the forefront. I feel like that like, would be like some crazy business decision, though, because like if you buy something on your Switch and you come over to my house and you sign in on your Switch account and I can play that game now, why would I ever buy... Maybe not forever. Maybe until I go home and re-sign in on mine, much the way mm. Adobe does their sign-ins. You know, you can only yeah. sign into two devices at once. I'm sure there are details that they have to work mm. out about it. But don't you agree that it would be a nice and logical thing to do to be able to, you know, shunt these? I mean, the ultimate, to me, would be to move a game from, say, the parent's account to the kid's account. You know, move that Minecraft off the parent's system and, and put it onto the kid's um, light, you know? <laughs> For that functionality to exist, uh, it seems like a like I don't think people are going to do that too too much. They're going to be stoked to have that new feature, uh, that new ability to do that, and also like because um, that's the way that 
like all of our devices work, our Apple products, right? It's just like you sign into something through your Apple account and then just like all your music's there, mm-hmm. all your pictures, everything, right? It is like it knows you. And as soon as you get a new device, it just knows you as well as your old device did. That's a great feature to have. Yeah. So aren't people like pretty, like as much as like people are very, very personal, you know, an individual about their device, for the most part, people are like that with their gaming still too, right? I think w- what Judd said is, speaks to this the portability of the Nintendo Switch is right. its biggest thing because most consoles you're not moving your console around from place to place too much no. right. but when you have a Switch it does pose this problem a little bit more yeah because that's right? that's its yeah. design is to move from place to place right. so uh, yeah again but I if think it, it be- moves uh, sorry I don't understand though if it moves is your account not attached to that Switch so it doesn't matter where you are it is but what I'm saying is so like I have a Switch yeah. and if I got a Switch for a Switch Lite for the kid mm-hmm she starts with a completely fresh system with no games, but she's got a whole bunch of plays and saves and bought games on my Switch. Would I have to be buying these again for her on the so, Switch Lite and have this, her play through again? But is this scenario, like, it would, it's pretty much like a parent-kid scenario? Well, that's my, that's my initial thought of it, but it also okay. could be for, like, friends, partners. My, my friend steals my Switch all the time um, and, and, and would be handy if, if she had her own uh, light, for instance, or even another switch, to be able to sign in those games on, you know, just so the games can follow you around. I feel yeah. like maybe what they would do is like the saves can follow you around, but not the games. I feel like you would still need to buy a, a game because otherwise they're not going to be selling it on individual systems. Yes, yeah, I that agree. would be a good compromise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, mean, I love the idea of it. I love the idea that I could sign in anywhere and play any games and and all that. But I just the business model of that seems insane. But if you think about how Adobe does this, you, you know, with Adobe products, your Photoshop and, and Illustrator and Premiere and that kind of thing, you can sign on to two machines. They're not supposed to be signed on at the same time. And if you sign on to a third machine, you're kicking the other sign ins off. Out, whatever the word is. Um, and I think that works for them so that one user ideally can use it on their laptop and on their, you know, their desktop at work. Um, and if they sign on, sign on to a friend's machine, that doesn't mean the friend has the suite. It just means they're using it for that time. And the next time that person signs on back on their home desktop, that friend's uh, machine is signed out. Do you have Mario Maker 2 yet? <laughs> no, I don't. No. Paul? No. I love the heck out of Mario Get Maker. Get the hell one. on it. I know. It's like, he, looks like got a, he gets a commission from if I buy Mario Maker 2. <laughs> uh, what, yeah, it looks great. Did you watch that video that was out this this week of like... Oh, the fire one. Like the oh. million fire yeah. skins. I've never been so stressed watching... Dude, that's level one one. Yeah, recreated with fire ropes from like original Super Mario Brothers. Like block for block. If you don't know <laughs> what we're talking awesome. about, there is a... We'll, we'll link to it in the show notes. There's a, a, a level... That a creator made, which is just full of these rotating wands of fire. Otherwise, it's level one one. Yeah. Uh, but the just watching the Mario, and I'm, I'm presuming it must be the creator, go through this, and the number of stops and starts and jumps and bounces and backwards yeah. that he has to do to get through this is just stressful, mm-hmm. but hilarious to watch. Doesn't appeal, man. I don't. I know you keep you keep telling me it's like infinite Mario levels, infinite side scrolling Mario. It's like. Yeah, by crazy people. I don't no, read man. fan fiction oh, no, no, either. No, 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 no. Judd, I sent Judd a couple of videos. I probably sent these to you, but yeah. you ignore emails anyway. <laughs> about um, like guys recreating oh, yeah. uh, dungeons from Orcarina of Time, right? And like so cool. They've gated um, because like Mario Maker is so cool in a way that now you can play levels almost as puzzles, more so like you know classic right. Ghost. Yeah, they added more stuff type to it. type things and. 
there's this one guy out there who's making every dungeon from Zelda, and he did all the kid dungeons, and he just did the forest temple, and it blows my mind, like, room for room, like, how dialed the in these accuracy, things are. Mm. Yeah. The creativity that the, yeah. that the game allows, and the accuracy with which this guy yeah. put it back together. Like, here's the thing. There's games of all levels that, like, I had, in the original Mario Maker, I had fun making musical levels. Mm. So, basically, you just hold the joystick to the right, and you'd run, and there are a lot of these running levels where you just, things happen. If you stop, you die, but if you keep running, you get to see all these things happen around yeah. you. And, and I did, I was able to, I made, you know, music levels with that, so they would, you know, Mario would bounce off things and it would play a tune that kind of thing because i'm a music nerd um but they can be made by at the time my seven-year-old was making them you know and uh so they could be very silly very easy levels Mm. uh, or they can be impossible but those are definitely the two extremes in the middle in the bulk of it the levels that people are making they're just fun different levels and if you don't like it you can make your own plus like this this (laughs) this, uh, mario maker 2 comes with like a hundred built-in nintendo levels Comes in with like a hundred built-in oh, actually? levels. Yeah, there's uh, multiplayer, and there's like a design school that like the guys who design Mario levels are like, this is how you build like a good Mario level if you're looking to design it. Right. Like I would, I would buy it just for the content out there to go through and play all these levels. Yeah, you just don't have a but, switch, do you? Yeah, yeah. I just don't have a switch for a hundred levels. That's actually not bad. Yeah, get oh, your yeah. ass out there and buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you talk about Luigi's Mansion two because or three? Because that's what I'm saving my money for now. Is it, have you? No, no. Let's let's do oh, that. Please. Actually, let's. Well, yeah. This I like this jumping around. We're okay. Everybody, quick, make a noise. We're in the game screen. One, two, three. Ah! Boing. <laughs> and that was good. Art. That was good. Game screen. I don't think this is going to work. Trying to segment the podcast into. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, is there a full title, or is it just like Luigi's Mansion, not yet titled for the Switch? I thought it was just Luigi's Mansion Three. Okay. Yeah. So Luigi's Mansion proper was a launch title on the GameCube. Great, oh, wonderful so game. Years and years later, they came out with uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon for the uh, Nintendo DS. Love that one too. And Halloween, we're going to get Luigi's Mansion 3 on the Switch. And probably the biggest, neatest feature about this is that you can turn Luigi into a sort of a gummy, ectoplasmic version of, of himself called Gooigi. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so he can walk over spikes, he can walk through fences. It's going to be adorable and cute and funny. The animation in this game is incredible. Oh, yeah. Like the the amount of stretching that they do, not only with the ghosts, but like Luigi's facial expressions, just yeah. heighten like the terror and everything like that. I always like, love so good. I always love just watching a character who was terrified in a haunted house. Like your main character, the person you are playing with, as is, uh, he's really scared of things. Yeah, and I, that's that's a great that's a great feature. The, like how different it is from Mario and the gameplay and how unique that is and. The puzzles and everything is so good. I love Luigi's Mansion. I cannot wait for the new one. One more gaming thing. Um, Paul, you sent this through. Mm. <laughs> Open world game lets you solve mysteries as a gang of cats. <laughs> What's this called? Paul, remember, Peace Island or Pete, something? Remember I took last one week? look at this and I was like, this is the dumbest <laughs> thing. When you, when you, yelled, <laughs> you went on a yelly rant that we weren't allowed Kickstarters anymore? Yes. This oh, yeah, is why. Right. This is a Kickstarter. Why is this a Kickstarter? <laughs> well, and why aren't one. we curing HPV or what did she say? Herpes. herpes. All the herpes. Simplex eight. Yeah. Yeah. Big. I didn't know it was a Kickstarter. I just thought it was a video game they were making for us all to play. Don't you want to play as a cat art? Don't you want to jump up on a fence? To go around solving crimes and mysteries. That's fun. Oh, if it was Batman, you'd do it. Fuck you, Art. <laughs> Batman or be a kitten. I- 
Ah, right. Come on. <laughs> it's the same thing, essentially. No. So, because you didn't read the headline or read past the headline no. of your own article, yes, no. you may not have made your way to the Kickstarter where the guy. <laughs> He seems like he's in a bit of a flail right now. He oh, there's really? no way that he's going to make like, the deadline. Like basically, there was so much interest too in this. Uh, that he was like, "Oh fuck, I put this on Kickstarter because it was and stupid. It, it caught viral, and then all these people wanted to play mystery solving cats, and now he's <laughs> that stressed many people out. like cats. Yeah, you don't like cats. Maybe cats are on the cats internet. are hot, man. Cats are good. <laughs> <laughs> The internet. I mean, playing games as animals is ridiculous unto itself. I bought. Are there other examples of that? Well, here's the thing. I bought this game called Goat Simulator. Yeah, Goat Simulator. Dude, Goat Simulator's awesome. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Almost heralded for its bugginess, for how awful it was, for all the things that could go wrong with the rendering. Just a ridiculous, ridiculous, hilarious game, and the goat can just be can be blown up. The goat can suddenly like just re-render improperly and be inside out, or you know have its head coming out its back. It's there's so much wrong with the game that it's beautiful. Yeah. Um. So I'll have to admit, no, that probably isn't a real playing as an animal game. That was just hilarious. I guess that's the end of our game. Stupid. Move on. Pass. <laughs> Come on, say fart. No, I won't. No. Okay. Pass. Oh! <laughs> Ghosts don't say Jesus. that. Hello, oh. Lunch lady, is that reception? The lunch lady, is that reception? Thank you. Okay, I think that Mary will be our noise for coming soon, which I only had one thing for, but now we have two things mm. for. <gasps> so let's quickly talk about The King's Man. Uh, first trailer has dropped for this. Ray Fiennes and um, other people. Uh, but it looks like a historical sort of prequel looking at the origins, like way origins, like wartime origins of... Uh, of looks King's like World War I. Yeah, yeah. And and how things develop from there. And it, it looked like it was jumping timelines, too. Oh, certainly, did yeah. You, did you feel that way when you were watching? Yeah. I was like, I don't know exactly what timeline we're in here. Oh, I think we're probably spreading, sp- spanning at least 20 years, I would think. Hmm. It's neat. I think this is a nice way. We've talked a little bit about this before, but it's a great way to cultivate a franchise like this. You get a hit with the first movie, follow it up with a big sequel. Okay, great. Uh, plan your third movie. Okay, nice. You have your little sequel uh, trilogy there. Also, you put this prequel out together, and then that's it. And that'll be it. And that's nice. That's a nice little franchise. That would got. be great, yeah. That's it. Take your money. Go home. Uh, Aaron Egerton, or whatever your name is. Taryn. Taryn. Go ahead. Now this you is do Kirsten's whatever else boyfriend. you want. You gotta right? pay reverence to this name. But, like, not everything has to be James Bond. Not everything has to go for Infinity or Star Wars or whatever, right? Just do that. Maybe, like, ten years from now we get a cartoon or something. Or not. Who cares? <laughs> a Kingsman cartoon. That would be great. Right. Anyway, I think it looks really good. I'm into it. I love the Kingsman movies. I love uh, the graphic novels that they're based on are really good. Mm. Um, And I just love that it's a a send-up of those 007 James Bond, those spy movies. But it's done so well. Yeah. At least the first one. The second one wasn't as good. But um, It wasn't bad, though. It It wasn't awful. And it certainly wasn't awful enough to make a third movie and plan a fourth. Was the second one with Lispy Samuel Jackson, or was that the first one? That That was was the first one one and the second one. Oh, he's in both of them? Yeah. Sorry about that sound, oh, everyone. Spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, the second one uh, featured the uh, the United States contingent of Kingsman called yeah, Statesman. Yeah, yeah with Channing Tatum was in it. That's yes. it. Yeah. Yeah, and I get like you want to milk this property as much as you can because the first one was so popular, but when you put it like that, Kristen, too, it kind of reminds you like, oh, yeah, this is just a little bit of a send-up of 
James Bond movies and mm-hmm. of a secret agent movie. But I think it's really I think they're well done. They are. Like it's it's a good send up and the action is great and it's ridiculous, but it's just so it's so delightful to watch. Like that's the thing. Like the, you aren't going to those movies for them to win Oscars. Like yeah. you go to those movies like the second one. Mm-hmm. About halfway through the movie I was like, "Oh right, this is why I, I love these movies. Right. They're just they take you out of the world and put you in this totally different world and you just forget about like physics or logic or right. anything like they yeah. are just they do that so well and usually movies that do that really take me out of the movie because I'm like, like like fucking back to the future I, I released a month too early um, it makes <laughs> wow, sense when you that. get that <laughs> um, I think I think you're good, right yeah. they, they walk a really fine line of serious and satirical right yeah. mm-hmm. like they always have like those little like nods to the cameras like yeah this is a spy movie but then right. you also take like the plot somewhat seriously Mm-hmm. But like villains actually feel men. And great actors. Yeah. Love the super lovable characters, great actors. But again, like for four. For four movies. We don't have to blow well, I this. I think that out. that's what they're gonna do. They're yeah, going exactly. back and then they're coming and doing one more with Eggsy. And that's it. Yeah. I think and, and that's your universe. Go back, make a prequel trilogy, and then ten years later Oh dear. They're gonna <laughs> go back and make <laughs> seven, eight, nine. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Right. Hey, they yeah. made three Johnny English movies. I don't know what that says. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, what is no. it? Johnny English, Johnny English uh, Reborn, and Johnny English Strikes Again. Oh. He'll always be Zazu to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more coming soon. Late breaking news on the CBC. No, late breaking news uh, brought to us almost simultaneously by Brian and Kirsten. Kirsten, this is your jam. Take it away. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. They dropped the trailer. <laughs> Kevin Smith couldn't wait till his Hall H panel and dropped it today. So funny. Yeah, it looks amazing. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, though, so he can't really do any wrong, even though his recent movies have been strange. Yeah. Um, Have you guys touched on it all on this pod, how it is uh, Comic-Con this weekend and there's going to be 100 million trailers just blasting out? No, I was kind of going to do it like now because of this. Yeah. But yeah, this weekend is going to be insane. Maybe it was smart of him to get out ahead of everything and and get a little press before we get really distracted. This trailer... Okay, sorry, go on with this. Yeah, This trailer... Uh, is just like celebrity spotting and like it is unabashedly not ashamed that that's what it is there's like a line in the movie about Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and they're like that movie was trash and shit and it was all just celebrity cameos um, and that's they're just doing it again they're basically doing that again <laughs> Funny. but I love that and fucking Ben Affleck was in the trailer which I was just so excited about because Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck famously had a huge falling out Oh, about 10 years ago they used to be like really close friends um, and so the fact that they've reconciled and they so were good. able to keep it a secret. Yes, that's the best part. Until today, like Affleck tweeted at Kevin Smith after he like revealed that this movie was coming out. He was just like Snoogans or Snoochie Boochie or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so fucking awesome. Like the the trailer basically gives away the entire movie, but like good. it's just celebrity cameos. It's Jay and Silent Bob. It's everything that you want. Is this thing getting a wide release? Hey, uh, what was the fight about? What are they? What, what did they fight about? Um, Jennifer Gardner. Really? Yeah, I guess and she didn't like Kevin Smith. Like oh. basically, it came out recently. It was like uh, oh, Jennifer Garner. Garden. Yeah. The actress Garner. Yeah. Yeah, Garner. Because she was married. Electra to- Garnier fructose. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Electric nachos. <laughs> <laughs> nice word, Caleb. She was married to Affleck, and and I guess she maybe Kevin Smith said some. 
uh, what, what's that word? The not nice things? I don't know. Okay. Off-color jokes, and she didn't oh. like it, and anyway. Now they're broken up, so it's they could be friends again. Woo! Friends again. Sweet. Because <laughs> he slept with a nanny. Okay. Did he? Uh, I think so. <laughs> oh, we're going to turn this nannies, man. They'll get you. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is a real gossip rag pod. This <laughs> what have we come to? Yeah. Okay, well, neat. That's great. So, yeah, let's let's pass this through. I'm going to jump a little bit ahead on the big screen. Big screen! Uh, what I'm doing. It's going to work. Uh, I'm going to jump a bit ahead because I had the thing here. This news was out for a few weeks that Terminator Dark Fate footage is expected to be screened during San Diego Comic-Con, which is happening right meow. Okay, so this is what I was going to ask is uh, what are we expecting out of this Comic-Con that I'm maybe not thinking of, but like it feels like it's not like we're like, ooh, is there going to be a Star Wars trailer? Maybe there will be, I guess. That's the big one. What else could we maybe be Marvel, looking forward to? I mean, What's Marvel going to put Did you guys out? hear some of the news today that dropped? No, no, no. Comic-Con? Nothing. Uh, the Game of Thrones guys like got pulled from their panel. What? They're not showing Scheduling up. Scheduling complex. Oh, David Benioff oh, and D.B. Weiss are like, they're classic. gone. Last minute, they didn't yeah, want to like show up to their minute. own trial. They don't. Yeah, they, well, that's what uh, that's what the internet said. They yeah, said they don't uh, want to show up to their their own trial. So there's going to be still Game of Thrones panel with right. a lot of like the main actors and stuff like that. Jeez, though, um, Amazon's made a pretty big splash with that new The Boys thing. Oh, yeah, 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 we talked about that yeah, last it, week. That yeah. sounds yeah crazy good. They, they're set out there. They have like four shows that they're previewing, and their set looks incredible. Mm. Season four of The Expanse is going to be a big part. Their mm-hmm. panel's on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I'm glad we brought you in here, Caleb. Yeah. yeah, like, comic, dude, oh, and Conan O'Brien, like, he's always at Comic-Con. This yeah. is, like, his fifth, fourth or fifth year. He's got a really cool cold open for his show that was made by the guys who did Into the Spider-Verse. What? I highly suggest checking it out. Oh, oh that yeah. sounds it's amazing. Animated? Yeah, it's animated. It's really badass, and it's, like, tells a little story, and it's kind of like his intro into yeah. Comic-Con this year. So, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend checking that out, too. That's cool. Yeah. But, yeah, trailer for Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> not, a, not, a, not a trailer that I thought of. But, oh, yeah, no, no, wait, footage. Oh, sorry, that's right. So here's the news. An hour ago, Terminator Dark Fate panel announces Edward Furlong is back as John Connor. Wow. So that's interesting, right? Yeah, this is the kid who made his debut as a young, squeaky-voiced John Connor back in Terminator 2 Judgment Day in 1991. What a haircut, too, eh? Who didn't want that haircut? Oh, I know it. (laughs) And then, has been doing what since? Uh, he, hey, right. he appeared in the Living on the Edge video from Aeros- for Aerosmith. I remember that. Okay. Yep. Once recent. Yep. So Tim Miller says, in the Terminator universe, there is only one timeline. <laughs> Noting that he's a fan of Avengers Endgame. But uh, that's <laughs> not what Dark Fate would be. Um, so let's see. I'm, I'm reading this live. And this is the first film that James Cameron is like back on being a part of. Yeah. Right? Since and, and in this timeline, yeah. they count the Terminator, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, mm. Terminator Dark Fate. All right. All the other ones are gone from from their timeline. I'm going to go see this one in theater. I have a feeling. I'll this be this will be a day so? one. Yeah. 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 This will be a day one for me. Absolutely. I'm really? with you, bud. I'm with oh, you. I'm a I'm a massive like The Terminator? Yeah. My favorite movie. The Terminator's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Like and I, I sort of just like I put Majora's Mask with Ocarina of Time, I put Terminator 2 with The Terminator, but uh yeah, no, absolutely like bud forming movie so have you seen all of them then like in the theater uh what did i miss out of in the theater um three rise of the machines uh, with christana loken and um 
Claire Danes. Yeah. But you saw the Christian Bale one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, Terminator Salvation. Salvation. And I loved that one. I so loved bad. that movie. Yeah. And God, Genesis sucked. Oh, boy. I was just not a fan. I loved the idea. I loved the idea of what happened to John Connor. We've already talked about spoilers. So anyways, John Connor, I hope I hope y'all know, is basically taken over and and turned into I can't remember his his model number but what <laughs> <laughs> but nanites take him over and he he becomes the the next level of infiltrator uh-huh. um, great yeah great idea it's just the whole the whole genesis thing and the whole that part of it was uh, there were great parts in genesis but anyway so yeah so there's that there's that big news I'll I'll, I'll do you uh, think it'll be a hit or do you think there's been too many swings and misses for terminator I think for two reasons this could be a hit. I think it's really up against the very um, word I can't think of, nature of people in the internet. Um, Jaded, that's probably the word. Um, I think because James Cameron is back and because Linda Hamilton is back, I don't think Edward Furlong really is. And I I don't think Arnie is, you know, the big draw as as he could be. But I think because Sarah Connor is back in the movie and James Cameron is at the helm, well, at a helm with Tim with Tim Miller, and Tim Miller's done pretty yeah, good too. Yeah. I do think there will be some successes to this movie. I just don't. It probably won't be the gangbusters, you know, because like you're just competing against everything, you know, yeah. with the internet. And this has already been an amazing summer of movies. I Tim Miller like... of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog movie fame. <laughs> <laughs> <Just I'm> kidding. <laughs> uh, Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool yeah. and Love and Robots on Netflix. I feel like uh, the last bunch of Terminators have been trying to cash in on the Terminator name, have been trying to expand the story a bit, maybe beyond the realm of what general audiences are interested in, um, but they haven't been doing it very well, either of those things, really, and so now it's time to, yeah, it's like, this feels a little soft rebooty to me, and I think that's going to play well with audiences yeah. don't you think i think this is torch passy exactly yeah. people um, are loving that these days as you know evidenced by the jane silent bob movie that's what I, it is i i'm really interested to see how this goes because i mean i did love the terminator i love predator i love the alien franchise sure and like those three franchises to me just feel like they're just treading water mm-hmm. right yeah. and like i I think Alien probably did it a little more successfully than The Predator has done it with, like, their last couple reboots and everything like that. But even, like, Alien Covenant wasn't as well-received as it was, and it was, like, one of those stories that was supposed to go back to its roots. So I'm just, like, I want to see The Terminator succeed, but I'm just skeptical because, like, you know, you're getting, like, Linda Hamilton's getting trudged out there again. Arnie's yeah. getting trudged out there again. These actors are aging, man. Yeah. Like, but I think they're there, hopefully, presumably, as their last gasp yeah. to pass on to Mackenzie Davis as the new Terminator and yeah. whatnot. And right. so, Babe, by the way. There Canadian you go. Babe. There you, oh, that's right, too. <laughs> Canadian. Like, just kicks butt in this trailer. And so there was some footage, uh, and it is described in words. Um, I'm sure it will be out on the internet soon. But in, in the meantime, I'll link to the io9 article. Um, is it io9 or is it Gizmodo? Because they're both sort of in the URL. I think, too, this footage that we've seen Gizmodo. so far, that original teaser trailer, like, it looked great. Yeah, it did look good. I, you know, the action and everything, it felt kind of probably the way we all wanted it to make us feel for a Terminator movie. You know, it wasn't too different from Terminator 2. Feel? Bet- between my love for it, the, the trailer itself, and the music, I literally watched that thing about once a week. I don't know why. So I just like it. Did um did anybody here watch that final it trailer that dropped today? Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Coming soon. Okay. Yeah, it, it looks awesome. 
like the, the casting for it's awesome it is awesome um i'm looking forward to it bill haters in it right yeah yes. he's the comedian yeah. kid that's right yeah. yeah it uh it looks great i think it like that fucking um the it remake was great like yeah. it, it as the um television um made for tv movie thing that it was back in the 80s 90s um, d- does not stand up, no. unfortunately, because Tim Curry was amazing in that, oh, like yeah. t- as he is. Yeah. Um, but it does not stand up to the test of time at all. It's so hokey. Um, people are like, oh my God, that movie scared me and scarred me for life. Oh, I can't even go near a circus no more because of clowns. I'm so spooked. Where's this guy from? This is Paul's spooky voice. That's his, uh, <laughs> sounds like John Travolta. <laughs> oh, that's a new one. Um, I'm like, I don't get it. I don't. I, I see that old hokey-ass movie. I'm like, this spooked you? Are you joking my ass? What? It's like so. My dad was in the RCMP, and he was like a like he worked for like CSIS, and like he did all the crime scene photography and saw like all this horrible shit. Like, and so I asked him when I was a kid, and I was obsessed with horror movies. I was like, yeah. "What is the scariest movie you've ever seen?" Because my dad, nothing would scare him, right? And he was like, "The Exorcist," and I was like, of "Okay," oh, and I fucking yes. watched The Exorcist, and I was no. like, "This is not scary. This is hilarious." Wait, what? How old what? were you? Kirsten. I don't know. I was like thirteen. That's you're broken. Okay, that scare that's you. not scary. <laughs> That's fucked. I saw it when I was not scary. I saw it when I was a bit broken. younger, and I am still traumatized. By it's I did like, not. It's a horror. No, it's I, like, I haven't even seen the whole thing. But just like yeah, I it is not. It's Honestly, like, you read about it online. Right? It's such, <laughs> no, it's just spooked. It's such like a, a seventies like. Um, evil cult like uh, Satan movie and yeah. I don't know that stuff doesn't scare me like uh, it's it's such a product of its time oh okay it's we'll try growing scary. up in a friggin Catholic upbringing that and it'll fuck you <laughs> right up yeah wow. good call Paul actually right yeah yeah. when you get that stuff squeezed into your brain like a jelly donut Bill Burbit um, <laughs> like Exorcist will fuck you up I can't even go near it but um Okay, but what was that? What about but it? So, so it, like those kids that are like scarred by it and stuff, they watched it back in the 80s and it was probably scary and spooky and <laughs> ooh, the clowns and all that and it just doesn't hold up anymore. No. That's what I'm saying. So like my dad watched something in, yeah. the, in the 70s which really affected him mm-hmm. but me watching it in the 90s I was like, what the, the fuck is this? Like, not full, scary. Full disclosure, I haven't seen the It remake yet. No. Like the, the so part one good. of it. This trailer for this one is like pushing me. It's like nice. I gotta see this. Nice. Same. Yeah. So the reviews that I saw for the first it, it was like, okay, great, you've remade it and you've remade it really like scary and cool. And the clowns certainly like, mm-hmm. yeah, that I've seen the trailers and the clips and the performances from Bill Skarsgård, like so He's totally so different yeah. than um, uh, what's his Tim name? Curry. Tim Curry. Sorry. Um, but also like so different and so much scarier like no goofiness no fucking around and it's really really great um, but the reviews I all heard was like it falls too much into the modern horror horror um, tropes of like jump scares and that kind of a bullshit I'm just like yeah I'm not into it then I but I agree that. with you this this trailer and this cast for part two is like Okay, I'll check it out then. I'll I check wouldn't out say I, th- I think there was maybe one or two jump scares in the really? movie. It's not that kind of ah, movie. It's right. a, it's really 
Um, it's really well done. What's wrong with jump scares? Why are people they, so against them? They are kind of like, they are, I don't want to go to a, like some shit movie like uh, Slender Man and just watch an hour and 17 minutes of jump scares. Jump scares get people pregnant, man. Like <laughs> jump scares, when you're watching a movie with a girl on your couch and you're spooning or whatever, oh, a jump scare is like the initiation. Yes. You know, like jumps, there's nothing wrong with jump scares. <laughs> Some of us in this room were probably conceived to jump scares. Oh, Lord. This you know? sage advice brought to you by <laughs> Caleb Kirby. I mean, don't overdo them, but like one or two, you know, and wear protection. But like, let's get serious. Wow. You know? I'm getting a lot of insight right now into your personal life. <laughs> what you do? I know Caleb Kirby tactics. Yeah, his uh, uh, standard operating procedure oh, is either. Come on, a, no, don't talk about my game. A here. Disney oh, movie. Oh, or, or now clearly it's jump scares. <laughs> oh, uh, the last key. Oh, Insidious 5. Uh, sure. <laughs> Babe, come on, let's do it. Okay. I'm getting a hold of this podcast. We've got um, Yeah. Now, did you guys phone uh, Murray Bauman's number? No, we didn't. We okay, forgot. we should jump back to Stranger Things and, and quickly do this. Um, is this a spoiler? But Dude, I don't this know might be a spoiler. How... Oh, I'm sure this is going to be a spoiler. Don't oh, wait. Who's got headphones me. here? You're, you're missing. You'll take my headphones because I don't want to hear it. Um, how do we make the phone go? Phone. No. No. Phone. Yeah, and then do it over there. Phone. Yeah, there oh, what was that button? Okay. So yeah, it's weird how it's that one. Start with one. Hi. You have reached the residence of Murray Bauman. Mom, if this is you, please hang up and call me between the hours of 5 and 6 p.m. as previously discussed, okay? And if this is Joyce, Joyce, thank you for calling. I've been trying to reach you. I, I have an update. It's about, well, it's uh, it's probably best if we speak in person. It's not good or bad, but it's something. <clears throat> and if this is anyone but my mother or Joyce, well, <laughs> you, you think you're real clever getting my number, don't you? Well, here's some breaking news for you. You're not clever. You're not special. You are simply one of the many, many nimwits to call here, and the closest you will ever get to me is this pre-recorded message. So, at the beep, do me a favor. Hang up and never call here again. You are a parasite. Thank you and good day. Sorry, this mailbox is full and cannot accept any more recordings. Yeah. Thank you for using Yeah, not a spoiler. All right. Um, well, there it is. I love how he <laughs> screwed up saying nitwit and dimwit. What did he, say? <laughs> he said Nimwit. Oh. <laughs> That's good. Okay, we are getting a little long on time. I'm just going to read a couple of headlines from big screen, and then we're going to jump around if that, if that works for y'all. Uh, first photo from Ghostbusters 2020 was shared by Jason Reitman, Reitman and I uh, will link to that, I guess. What's very clear from that picture? We're dealing with Egon's grandkids here. Right? Yep, makes that sense. Girl yep. with, the with the glasses and the absolutely hair and everything yep. and Finn Wolfhard. Um oh god. Fucking kids movie. You kidding <laughs> me? You joking my ass? Sucks. Much more kids watch being Ghostbusters. Okay then. Yeah, Ghostbusters definitely not for kids. <laughs> gotta, gotta sell those proton packs, man. You ain't buying them. Come on! Are you that was the love that was the magic of the Ghostbusters. Schlubby Old idiot scientists, right? Wisecracking old men, 
and they didn't sell enough proton packs. They didn't sell a fair few proton packs in the 1980s. From that movie, you don't need to put kids in a movie for kids to like it. I watch Ghostbusters every week from the ages <laughs> of like six to 32. Are you kidding me? And you turned out really well. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not a you turned out really well moment. There's a, I'm just saying. I don't need children to be in it for me as a child to like the movie. Why do I have to watch kids? Well adjusted. So the speed round's going well. Um, Space Jam 2 will start Don Cheadle. We know LeBron James is in it. Um, I just love that there's a Space Jam 2 coming. Do you really? Okay, probably not, actually. No. No. <laughs> you did the uh, thing that Paul does when you geek out with Paul. Yeah, I, I lied. And I, well, yeah, just. You're a liar. We don't need a Space Jam 2. We Everyone don't need a Space that. Jam 2. With art. It's very true. Isn't yeah. he getting the director in trouble too? Hasn't LeBron yeah, gotten like a director fired on this? Yeah, it's one of those running jokes because LeBron James like runs the NBA, runs his team, and now he's like firing directors on his <laughs> movie too. Yeah, and they can't get like enough star NBA players to be in this thing. So there's some problems behind the scenes there of Space Jam Two, basically because nobody wants it. Let's be honest. Right. Totally, yeah. and like the vibe is gonna be so different from the '90s movie vibe. Like it doesn't make sense. Can I tell a quick story about Please. Space Jam? Yeah. My buddy, one time we were like sleepover, like Space Jam had just come out and we were- Was that his tactic? You were trying to put moves on you? And no, oh, no, 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 no. Dude. And we were, we were in a tent and he Ooh. was like very carefully trying to explain to me and the other friend who were in a tent during a sleepover of like how he found, what is it, Lola, Lola the bunny, yes. like hot. <laughs> And he's like, oh, dear. have you ever had that time when, you know, you see something and it's like not really human? And we're like, <laughs> we're like go on. <laughs> and I'm like, I still remember it to this day. It was so funny. She is very sexualized. It's not really she's his fault, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Right. So he's a full on furry now or what? No, 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 no. He's married with kids, Paul. <laughs> well adjusted. Really well adjusted. The question. Yeah. <laughs> So, the Mortal Kombat reboot uh, is coming. It will be R-rated, and there will be fatalities in it. <laughs> so, the, Yeah, when I saw that article, I was like, oh, great. Well, this this means it'll be good. And then I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's a Mortal mean Kombat movie. Video game movies have a great track record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, now thinking about it, it blows me away that the first kick at this can wasn't full of fatalities and all that. It wasn't ultra gory. That's who this was for. Why not do that right? Yeah. Trash. Uh, Mark Miller from Marvel says that uh, Kirsten's boyfriend, uh, Taron Egerton, will... Why is he my boyfriend all of a sudden? He's always going on about what a dream hunk he is. I never said that. I said he was a great actor Go with back. great range. Listen to the words. Dream hunk. You say it every time. Quote, Kirsten James, dream hunk. True. I wouldn't kick him out of bed. She even hates his bad movies. <laughs> she wouldn't kick or him out of bed. loves his bad movies. And he will apparently be the next Wolverine. But that's not true. That's just Mark Miller saying Yeah, that. but still, make it make it happen. Be good he thing. would be good as that. Don't I you think reckon? he would. Oh man, don't. It's about what? Well, why are you still Jackson? Those two were in that movie, The Eagle, together. That's the only reason why he's making that that connection. So, too like, soon. internet nerds be like, ah, he's passed the torch down in this movie about a ski jumper. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That's what I did. Oh man. But yeah, but I don't know. Like, it, any other? Like, I haven't thought of a single other actor to replace. How about an unknown? Hugh Jackman. How about that? Yeah, Hugh Jackman is, was an unknown, right? Yeah. He's practically still an unknown. He, like, becomes the character he's playing so often. He's, like, you know, he becomes Elton John. He, I only think of him oh, as Eggsy. About 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Hugh Jackman's an unknown still. Yeah, no. no mm-hmm. I don't know. For anyone... Yeah, I could say Taron Egerton's a bit of an unknown still. Right? Like, I mean, he has been playing... Like, his roles have been getting bigger and bigger. But up until about four years ago, nobody knew who he was. So, All right. yeah. But you did. Yeah. Since you're so <laughs> dream-hunk about him, don't you think he would be a pretty good Wolverine when you look at a picture of him? Yeah, I guess so. Like, he's got the... I guess he's kind of got the build. I don't know. I don't want to think of anybody else except for... Hugh Jackman. Really? He, yeah, Hugh Jackman it does sort of fit that role perfectly, but he can't do it forever. I'm moving on from that. I gotta Next. be I gotta be Brian here for a second. Logan. Okay, yeah. that's all I'll do. <laughs> and uh, Art passed along that she won't be called James Bond. Like we're not replacing James Bond. Why don't you read it? She won't be called James Bond, but oh. a British newspaper is saying the next character to be known as 007 will be a black woman. What? Hang on. I bet she's a lesbian, too. Oh, my God. Black woman lesbian. (laughs) That you shared this like this. You read the rest of the article, right? Yeah, it says at the bottom. Okay. Uh, Art, this, uh, Art, this what are you trying ever, to catch him in? Ever since Art went to Lake Town, his news credibility... Oh, this on. story and the way it's been shared around has been we pissing me like off him. so badly because this is what so many outlets have done. The next 007 will be a black woman. That's your headline. People don't read the rest of it and they get all pissed off. And everyone wants to yell and scream. Now you got to take away James Bond from this. Fuck you, dude. It's been a dude forever. Blah, blah, blah. Read If you read the fucking article, what it says is in the movie, one of the first scenes is Daniel Craig... As James Bond is retired from MI6, but he's in the office with M. He gets called back to help them tackle a new threat. You know, M says, 007, will you join us? The new 007 in this continuity, when J- when James Bond has retired to Bali or somewhere, is a woman and happens to be a black woman and played by Lashana Lynch. So they're not replacing... James Bond in the movie series um, with a bl- black yeah, woman. Yeah, Just in this movie, the new agent whose code name is 007 yeah. is played like by Lashana Lynch. I feel like they honestly did this as a plot point just to build hype for this movie. Like, I, I, I really feel that way. We, and I, I got, I think it'll be fine, and I think people are making way too big of a deal out of it, but. Yeah, now people are starting to talk about this movie, and nobody was talking about it until this news broke. But. Yeah, you know that's what, and that's and that's kind of a sad thing because like a couple of days before, I saw the headline and was like, uh, uh, "What's his name will be back as Blofeld." Um, Christoph Waltz. Yes, thank you. Um, and, and that made me excited. I'm I want to see more Christoph Waltz as Blofeld. I want to see that like, you know, animosity grow and grow because it was kind of not handled super well, well in the me, last one. For me, this just I just wonder if the James Bond movie series uh it needs a, re- a reboot if this is where we're going with this that's where it i'm had wondering one. Just had one. they just tried to do that with, i mean yeah. isn't every movie a reboot well they just tried to do that with skyfall bringing like ralph fines in as m yep. right and, mm. and going ahead with that that was kind of like the introduction because they brought blofeld in again right like that that whole thing was meant to be kind of like a soft reboot so for, like a major for reboot though that's what with what? Like someone who's totally different as James Bond? Yeah. It's not as James Bond. Yeah. Like, don't call this it is James the thing. Bond. They're not going to do that then. If you want to... Yeah, exactly. There was an idea too after... Well, it could be called 007. Nah. No. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. There was an idea after... The white guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
what was the movie with Halle Berry? Quantum of Solace or something like that? One Cat of those? Was Die Another Day. Die Another Day. Right? And what was her... She was like an American secret agent. Jinx. Jinx Kitty Cat galore or something. Oh. Yeah. That's the worst Bond by Country Mile. But there was an idea. Oh, that's the one where they go to like uh, the snowy place. Yeah, and that's there's so many bad so puns. Where he like surfs. Yeah. Like, yes, it's so bad. Oh, fuck, yeah. that's a bad one. That is one. bad. Yeah. But there was an idea when Halle Berry was on board to even spin her off into her own like American secret agent movies. Yeah. Okay, neat idea. Maybe if she's on board, maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, whatever. But like. You don't need to do that with James Bond. Let's just wrap up this. These like this series of movies with Daniel Craig is its nice little, its own thing of James Bond movies. You tell the story. You tell the classic Blofeld thing and all that. Like they're great. You tell him starting up, getting his license to kill. Now ending here on he's retired but comes back one more time. You know, like it's good. James Bond is in a fine place. Wrap it up with this one and then give it a break well, and find another well, James here, Bond. Here's the thing. Sorry, Judd. Skyfall was the 25th James Bond. Yeah. Skyfall ended with M dying. Skyfall could have ended the entire run of like James Bond, those first 25 movies. And I felt like it tried to do that by introducing Fines and Blofeld again. Right. And if you want to watch those first 25, watch them. They're pretty good. Now you can do whatever you want. You can start at the Daniel Craig movies, though, and just watch that as a series and feel complete. Yeah, but there's elements left over. Judd, go ahead. Three things. Uh, Skyfall was actually the 23rd. This oh, upcoming sorry. one will be the 25th. Yeah. Um, Skyfall was the name of the movie. All, like all, whole mess of these are self-contained as they're just, just die another day. They're not. They're not James Bond colon die another day. And third, you didn't give us a chance. Like absolutely, we're not saying that a black woman will be James Bond. Like we know James Bond is his own character. You didn't even let me finish. You didn't, you didn't, let, him you didn't finish. let him finish. <laughs> or come on, the way you shared Fucking it, Kanye the way that it's been there. reacting. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not reacting to so you're blaming me for the way it's been reacted to on the internet? Yeah. Or no, art. Just you're in the room and the rest of the media isn't. But no, yeah, I am. Sorry. You I'm like, I am reacting to the way that outlets have been pushing the story in this way that's specifically to rile people up and get clicks and get comments and, and get eyeballs. Because if you look into the story, it's not about a black woman replacing James Bond in our culture, it's just that code name within the context of a movie that is still about James Bond. Well, that's and, worth talking about in itself. And bit. as Caleb sure. says, yes. this got eyeballs on the idea that there mm -hmm. even is a 25th Bond movie coming out. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I forgot that that 20th Skyfold was the 23rd. Yeah. But like, here's the, here's the bigger issue with this Daniel Craig run mm -hmm. is, you know, a lot of these movies are self-contained. But when Daniel Craig came out with these Bond movies... Uh, Casino Royale and Quantum Solace tie directly into each yeah. other, right? And, and yeah. like that's my biggest issue with this run is like all the other ones you could just watch a Bond movie for the yeah. sake of watching a Bond mm. movie, right? And now you have this kind of like issue with continuity and and everything else that this kind of run has created. You don't like that as like them as a series that are all connected? Not as uh, like I mean when when it was done originally with Sean Connery and it just had the same actors and MI six and everything like that. It was fine. Q was fine. All that stuff was fine. But, like, now him being, like, kind of a damaged agent with, like, what happened to him um, in, what's it called, Casino Royale and Quantum right. Sauce because he got betrayed by that girl and then moving good. forward. Now he's all old and, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, this run just hasn't been as fun for me. It's definitely, like, with the way movies have evolved, it's definitely been, like, the best shot, the best looking. And all that I thought Jason Bourne changed the Bond series. Mm. I believe that. I kind of agree. Not with a bad like way. The hand-to-hand -hand combat, yeah. and all that kind yeah. of action. 
changed a lot of action movies actually yeah, so, right. yeah. yeah. so I've, I've just I think James Bond could use a large reboot well, how would you uh, how would you do that Art a black lesbian woman yeah so it. the lightning round's going well okay um, <laughs> watch she'll get killed off in this movie well you know what like to be honest she's just a Bond girl really that's what they're saying no up. she's I a know Bond woman very oh yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. it says thank now you. they changed the name officially <laughs> yes I know but if you also in that article they say that like oh and James tries his old tricks on her right away to try and hit on her and she's having none of it yeah at first Oh, okay. Like so many other previous Bond women who is like, oh, James, you're incorrigible. Banging her by the end of the movie. He swings the coldest bat, Daniel Craig, as Bond. (laughs) He swings the coldest bat. All the other Bonds just are way better ladies' men. This guy's just kind of like, oh, what am I doing wrong? I'm James Bond. Because they, they made him fall super in love in the very first yeah, one, and yeah. then he's damaged from that. Also, uh, but I will say the, the writer they brought in to do this was <laughs> brought in specifically to, like, modernize this series and all that and kind of, like, be in a, um, buddy, you trying Give to Give us some more winking. Yeah. Yeah. Some <laughs> winking at the camera. He's too cold. He that's my, that's cold. my problem with him. Yeah. But that's the Jason Bourne exactly. influence, right? Yeah. Is that he's not winking and making puns. They have I'm watching Jason or I'm watching James Bond. Though, not they James have kind of tried to like bring it back to be a little more hammy. Like Inspector Dave Batista had like the metal thumbnails, right? <laughs> As like that <laughs> that villain. Like they have have tried a little bit, and it will be interesting to s- see where it goes. I've seen every Bond movie like a million times. I'm gonna yeah. go see this. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna happen, and it'll probably be. Great. Or okay, like a lot of the other Bond movies are. And that's what I really wanted more Christoph Waltz's Blofeld. I want him bald, scarred, petting that cat. Like, bring that back. Okay. Small screen. Marvel is auctioning off props from canceled Netflix shows. The Roosters are teasing some kind of community thing at Comic-Con. And Game of Thrones has grabbed 32 Emmy nominations. And uh, I, I, you know what? I was going to let you read this, but I, Arch, but I think it might just throw Paul into a rage for some reason. So I'm just going to finish reading the, the thing no. here. Is that this eclipsed the all-time series record of 27, uh, which NYPD Blue earned back in 1994. And uh, yeah, so there's Best Series, Best, best Actor uh, in a Drama Series with Kit Harrington, and Best Actress in a Drama Series for Amelia Clark. Also, uh, didn't uh, Brand of Tarth get nominated as well that yeah, actress supporting Christine uh, she had to put her own nomination in that's right yeah. HBO didn't get her what? yeah, yeah. Didn't submit her hmm. she did it herself and way to go Gwendolyn Christie then good that's her name yeah so I hope that she wins that that now. would be awesome believe in yourself kids believe in yourself <laughs> this clearly best is a- product placement too with the coffee cart <laughs> <laughs> this feels uh, very much like Return of the King where you give all yeah. three movies the Oscar once the third one's out you give it to the third movie but it's really for all three of them um, these Emmys like it's not about this season everyone can acknowledge that the quality is trash you know compared to what it used to be so that's exactly well what this all I don't know I think this just speaks to the quality of show that it is like even when it's not the whole that run. great right the run's still been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't stick the landing, but the run's been fantastic. Yeah, of course, that's right. This is like that's what I'm saying. This is uh, acknowledgement of like it's it's, it's the, whole the whole thing. thing. Yeah, because yeah. they, so. they did not get 32 Emmy nominations for the last season. Yeah, right. certainly not. There no. was not enough fucking dire wolves in that season for that to happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's swing back to reviews and recommendations, which we kind of started with uh, Stranger Things. Um, the Lion King. 
So it's out. Have you seen it? Anybody here seen it? I'm, I'll see it Tuesday because I want to re- review it. Interesting. But, yeah. I thought we were doing your choice movie night. No. Yeah. Can't make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make it my own thing. Uh, yeah, I, I want to see it. I, I the, the best review I've seen so far, and it, Caleb, it's like it's exactly what you were talking about, what, a year ago when we talked about this? Yeah. Is that, um, you know, someone said something about, like, why look at the um, charming and charismatic faces of hand-drawn animals that are, you know, made to be all cute when you could look into the hyper-real, dead black <laughs> eyes of a realistic-looking warthog. What? You know, it's like, it doesn't work because it is so hyper-real. The clips I've yeah. seen where, like, Simba's dancing around with Timon and Pumbaa, like the end of Hakuna Matata, I'm yeah. just like, that lion shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> like, that's not what a lion does. And then and then Timon and Pumbaa, too. Like, Timon is kind of cute. Meerkats, you can kind of get away with yeah. it. But, like, fucking realistic-ass warthog is like, oh, I don't want this thing near me. <laughs> Seriously, it's where's like, like animated? You got a real sticking point with this warthog, eh? The warthog is like <laughs> your nemesis. You seen a warthog lately? Well, I, I know, but like, I mean, and there's other things too, right? Like the hyenas, the trio, like they were the comedy duo yeah. in The Lion King. Like, how are you gonna turn those hyenas into that type of thing? Yeah, you know, there's a there's a lot of that in this movie that you're just simply not going to be able to recreate that charm yeah. with it. I'm actually surprised to see its Rotten Tomato score right now. Like, what is it? So here's the thing: I looked yesterday; it yeah. was 58. percent I looked just now; it's 55. percent really? Yeah, it went down from an hour ago. It was 56. Which there you was go. One below Aladdin. Incredible. Yeah. It's um, like it's like the Jungle Book, like same John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Like I did not think that that movie translated very well, and I thought the animals looked weird, and King Louis was stupid. It was Christopher Walken King Louis like didn't even sing a fucking s- song apparently uh, Scar is good though should we tell Edgeo 4 yeah um, well and it's like and you would think too they're like okay you know like you were making that point last year about how they're not going to be as like cute and their eyes are going to be as lovable and everything like that as cartoons but you'd think like a baby lion like a like a lion kitten, sim- like young Simba. Oh, are they called kittens? Well, you know, like would be cute enough to look at. But again, lion like they, they didn't put any extra personality <laughs> into their faces. It's like, I don't care. This is a zoo animal who's like they try to keep it that realistic. Didn't work. Yeah, man. I don't know. Bob Iger, he's going to have to like make a decision about these remakes pretty soon. And I know they're churning out a lot of them, but like maybe this is an argument for 2D animation to come back. Because, yes, like, 2D animation is incredible. I just think that, uh, like, I've been saying it every pod, I don't think they should be remaking the ones that are just going to be animated again. Right. Because why? Yes, remake Aladdin or remake uh, Mulan with live actors, yeah. but don't fucking remake the cartoon to another cartoon. Right. What they gotta really do is stop looking at these things as in like Aladdin was our most popular cartoon, Lion King was our most popular and famous cartoon. Mm-hmm. You gotta look at these things not based on how well they worked as cartoons, but how well they could be translated into live action yeah. things. So like, they Mulan's do a, fucking a good example. Finding you, Nemo. Well, when, now? You, like, when you decide fish? when you decide to do a remake, you're kind of damned if you do or you're damned if you don't because people will have. They'll be like, I want to see this because this is what it was like. And then other people are like, I want to see something original. Then, you know what? Look, like, make something original. Yes, make something yeah. new and different. Yeah. yeah. Critique, review. The talking lion might look realistic, but when we hear the, her dialogue, all we see is Beyonce in a recording booth reading lines. Oh. I think, you know, I think that's a... Uh, this is the, What? This is the celebrity thing, you know? Like, this is why you hire the professional voice actors over celebrities 
if you want the experience rather than a celebrity-driven movie. Because with few exceptions, professional voice actors, they create characters and celebrities... Mm -hmm sound like celebrities and it's distracting Kirby have you listened to the soundtrack though have you sat down and put that on it's okay so I did the day that it came out and um, it's pretty great the new ones the one that Beyonce wrote and the new song from Elton John are like who gives a shit stop putting these cramming these new things in here it doesn't fit it's not good but um, and the other low part is Seth Rogen like (laughs) oh my god if you go back and listen to his what does he play Paul <laughs> the what? Oh man, mm. I don't. Know. I didn't realize I had such a such a beef with the pork. We like you getting big, but, uh, and you don't <laughs> but no, like, uh, oh man, like somebody should have spent like an extra long weekends with Seth Rogen t- coaching him up on how to sing, or they should have t- taken a better take. But like his parts, his singing parts are brutal, <laughs> so bad. Other than that, though, the songs are really, really nice, reimagined. Um, like Childish Gambino and Beyonce singing art. Can you feel the love tonight? Nice. Lovely. I'm gonna listen to that. Um, Billy Eichner is no Nathan Lane. I'm sorry, he's just not. But he's fine in the singing, and that's mm. good as well. His parts are good. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's it's a good soundtrack. So between, the original songs are good. I, I'm gonna listen to that. So between like all the creepiness of the distracting, hyper realistic, terrifying <laughs> animals, and the fact that this is a Disney movie. I think we found Caleb's new date night movie. Ah. It's both. You got the terrifying and the Disney. Well, I could just throw on Lion King because it already is the perfect movie. <laughs> okay. What if the girls are like, oh, there's a scary Pumbaa spooking me. <laughs> hey, what about when Nala leans into that grass in the original? Oh. That's when you go for it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else we would like to cover before we wrap it up? Um. <laughs> I'll review and recommendation the first two and a half episodes of Euphoria, which is on HBO, and so crave if you have it. Um, this is uh, Zendaya, who we all know as uh, MJ from the last couple of Spider-Man movies. Um, it's a it's a wild show. It's like it shows like a really realistic and gritty look at like what it's like to be a teenager right now. And I don't know. I guess I'm a weird old pervy creepy pervert for watching it but it's it's really interesting really well done very well written very real no um, if it's any points relatable to you then no yeah well because i mean it's not i mean it's not because but i mean by memory by thinking about how you know your teenage times but but no because oh, still okay. like to be a teenager <laughs> then yes you are now, pervy, pervy, pervy creep. <laughs> <laughs> i just think that like uh growing up as a teenager in 2019 is so different from how i grew up as a teenager sure. in the like uh 2000s or whatever um, and so it's it's doing a really good job of showing that, and the performances are phenomenal. And yeah, I would recommend it if you're into it, something like that. Mailbag, geek out at the zone.fm. Nope. Okay, Facebook. <laughs> like the page, join the group, rate, review, subscribe. We're going to redistribute this chore to somebody else. I think so. I think we might. (laughs) I want to say one thing, though. That guy that wrote in that was Paul from Ontario, (laughs) whatever his name was. I'm sorry for Jordan, I think. I just want to say I was re-listening to our podcast to listen to myself. And uh, his name was Beady, 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 right? And it it was like, but then you went, but it's supposed to be like Super Mario. Beady, Beady, Beady. Oh, Beady, Beady, Beady. Anyway, and then I felt really bad that ever since we read his lovely recommendation... That we d- we didn't get it. Anyway. Sorry, I'm sold. I don't think anybody even gets that joke. That's a Buck Rogers joke with, beedy, the, beedy, with beedy. Tweaky. The, the yeah, no, robot. it was because okay, it, yeah. it says beside his name, "Think Super Mario." Anyway, hilarious. Uh, special guests, Caleb Kirby. Where can we find you on the internet? 
at Curbman23 on Twitter. Thanks for having me, too, guys. You've been great. It's been awesome. Uh, Art Aronson, where can we find you on the internet? At Art Aronson on all social media platforms and between the stammers, uh, wherever you found this fine podcast. Christian James, where can we find you on the internet? Don't give that look on your face. my name and then you'll find me. Paul. Um, how about for your choice movie night? Are we going all watch The Lion King together? That, that is not my choice, and it is my choice. Woo! Stop movie trying night. to hijack your choice movie you night, You can save $2 doing something else, like what's, not going to the movie. What, <laughs> what's your choice going to be for movie then, Kirsten? I'm not going to tell you. It's not Point Break. I'm not into it. <laughs> I'm Webmeister Button we'll on all socials. Thanks for hanging in there. This I want to watch Toy Story 4, too. Come, Come on. on. We're going to watch these movies. I've just turned Paul's microphone off. I'm Webmeister Button on all socials. This has been the Geek Out Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcasts or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.